Hello and welcome to the Tallinn University Student Podcast. We are your hosts Isadora and Einar. And today we would like to talk to you about working while studying. It's an important subject to discuss because unfortunately, according to a 2015 study, more and more students have to work during their studies. Students, apart from their role in the university, also want to have their own lives. They want to have apartments, social lives, food, and maybe go to the cinema every once in a while. And for that, they need money. And for money, they need to work. But how can one balance his or her life in a way that one's still able to have an income, enough time to study, able to lead a fulfilling social life and remain sane through it all? These are some of the questions we are trying to find answers to in this episode. We will also be joined by two guests. One is Lina Vallimai from the Career and Counseling Center at uh, Tallinn University. And the other one is Kristina Billiste from the organization Study in Estonia. So um, let's maybe start off with our own personal experiences, Isadora. Um, do you have to work um, while you are studying? Well, I'm currently studying full time, but uh, I have a couple of side jobs um, to help me out with the, with the bills. I do babysitting a few days a week and I also mm. work with uh, sewing. So you're, like, as your work is more like a freelance work, so I guess you can manage your time a little bit better. You can basically choose when you work, isn't it, is it right? Yeah, exactly. It's much more flexible because mm-hmm. uh, because I don't have the obligation with uh, with an employer to uh, to go to work a certain days or not. Yeah, I understand. Oh, yep, I also work full time. Um, I work from uh, Monday to Friday, um, and I also uh, study. Well, I don't like I study full time in a sense. Um, I study. Uh, it's it's like a session study which means that i go to university once per month for one week and i have to do a lot of homework so basically very important skill for me is time management and creating boundaries because like um, i work in in one of the biggest high schools in estonia which means that my um, my work is really consuming and as i really like this job so often i find myself thinking about my job even after the work day um, but for me to be able to really focus on my studies as well i need to have this skill to turn off my uh, work and to kind of reprogram myself uh, to focus on on the studies uh, so yeah today we're going to talk about um, some um, some tips um, that students who have to work um, could use and as we said in the in the intro that the more and more students now have to work there are many researches done about that um, there was one research that me and Isadora looked into that which was done in Australia 1971 in Australia 20 percent of the students had to be employed either part-time or full-time and the percentage um, rose to 54% in 2001 and 72% in 2007 and uh, similar patterns occur in other countries such as New Zealand and also in the USA and it's also true um, in Estonia like for example um, uh, one of the research that was done um, also in Estonia said that the percentage of students who work in Estonia increases steadily raising to 32% in 2016, 53% of those students had to work during their study periods. So I think that this puts a lot of pressure on the student. Um, and maybe, mm, well, let's talk about the reasons why a student has to work um, while they're studying. Well, I would say that the, the most obvious reason is that 
things are more expensive nowadays. Rent is more expensive, food is more expensive. So uh, true. true. Obviously, you uh, if before you could uh, get around with uh, X amount of of, of euros. Uh, mm -hmm. Nowadays, uh, that might be that might yeah, not be enough anymore. I completely agree. It's much more expensive, especially the rent. And by law in Estonia, parents have to. Um, kind of uh, support their children until they are 21. Um, if you follow the um, like the standard rhythm that you go straight to uni after high school, then by the time you've finished your bachelor degree, you're 23 years old. So for the two years, you have already had to support yourself. Um, and if you want to continue your studies in masters, you definitely have to kind of support yourself. Um, but to talk about the prices of rent, for example, like when I moved into Tallinn straight after high school, like eight or nine years ago, um, then I was able to get an apartment with my friend for around 200 euros. And uh, it was not an anomaly because after that I moved uh, into another apartment with some other friends, which was a three bedroom apartment. And for that, we all paid together like 260 euros. Uh, and but now I actually did some research yesterday um, just to see what the prices are and it uh, astonished me because like uh, you could get like the minimum you have to pay for one bedroom apartment in a bad part of city is 300 euros and if you want to have more space and move around uh, for two bedroom apartment you have to pay like at least 500 euros so but now if you're a student if you're working as a if you're a full-time student then how are you um, able to, like, for me, it seems that it's impossible to work part time. Um, because if you work part time, I work full time now, and I think my salary is quite, quite all right. I earn around maybe it's like, what I get is maybe around 1200 per month. But now if I will work part time, that will be half of it. And if I get like 800, 700 per month, and I have to pay like 300 already for rent, which means that I only have 300 left. Like I'm not that good uh, in money management so basically that would mean that i would eat pasta for the for my whole month and like uh, these ramen noodles you know which you can buy in the packages that cost like 50 cents and add some hot water and and yeah no but you're right it seems like uh just working part-time is not enough true and uh, and I also wonder how how do how do people do because uh, in my case I um, receive uh, support from my family from mm. from Brazil but uh, it, it is barely enough uh, almost everything goes to just to pay the the, the university because mm. uh, if you take the the exchange rate uh, oh. I mean uh, the exchange rate uh, for uh, from reais to to euros is bananas and uh, I barely get anything. You have to pay for your for uni, yeah? I didn't know that. Yes, how I much, do. How much do you have to? I pay 375 euros. Uh, per? Month. Oh, all right. Hmm. And I'm getting my higher education for free, so um, I feel as if I shouldn't whine at all. But I'm really sorry that you're not able to get the free education that I do. So you have to kind of... Um, you have just one extra thing to kind of worry about. But... Uh, let's talk about uh, time management and creating boundaries, like we briefly touched upon before. I think it's also a very important topic um, related to the whole theme of studying while working. Because if you are not able to create boundaries or manage your time, you will not 
succeed. What do you think about that? Isadora, you told me something about an app that you use to time manage. Yes, I agree with you because uh, I, I'm the kind of person who, if I don't, if I have a very full day and I don't write down everything that I need to do, mm. I will end up forgetting about something. So to me, it's very important to have a, a written down routine that mm. I can that I can look through the day and uh, and and follow it. So um, I use this. Uh, this app called uh, Notion, mm -hmm. which uh, which is pretty good because you can like you can do something like really fancy with icons and uh, and uh, backgrounds and and you can add calendars, you can add uh, tables to to follow your grades. So uh, I think it's a it's a pretty good option. Cool. It seems pretty visual. So you're like if you're like a visual person, then it's kind of your thing. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. I use Google Calendar. Um, Actually, one of my really good friends, she showed me a few years ago that she has everything written down on Google Calendar. And uh, at first I was like a little bit envious, like, oh, my God, you have so your life all to like together. So after that, I started to use Google Calendar myself. And now I cannot imagine my life without it. I have everything there. Um, I have my work related things, my school related things all in the one place. I think it's good to put them in the one place like time management wise because like this is your one life you know and then then you can have an overview of everything going on there isn't much reason to or much sense to just put a deadline into your calendar i think it's important to put a certain time where you would study for example if you just put like for next sunday that this has to be done then quite often at least in my experience it can happen that you do not do it you kind of procrastinate you postpone it and eventually you kind of speed through it like an evening before the deadline. Uh, but if you set a certain time um, in a week, for example, like you have to have something done by Sunday, but for Wednesday you set like three hours, this is my study time, then you can see it on a Google Calendar and it kind of helps to keep you on pace and, and, uh, and keeps you like mm, not missing your deadlines. Yeah, yes, I agree with you. Uh, I, I, f I also feel like that if sometimes I put a very uh, strict time for me to do something, like uh, from uh, one to three, I'm going to study, then for me, it's much more difficult to follow that than mm. if I just put uh, Tuesday during the afternoon, mm. I would like to study. Mm -hmm. Then that's much more uh, achievable. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, then it's, it's always better to plan ahead. Um, Another um, important subject that we uh, wanted to maybe touch upon is maintaining a good psychological health. Um, especially uh, important when you are um, you are uh, working while studying. Um, one of the interesting research we, we did with Isadora was we, we looked into self-determination theory by Decky and Ryan. We will put a, a link to this, these articles uh, down in the bio of our podcast. But basically, um, to tell it in simple terms, is that Tech and Ryan talked about um, uh, motivation, uh, intrinsic motivation, and then the external motivation. They talked about what creates this uh, natural intrinsic motivation. It is. Um, um, it was clear in the study that that people um, are naturally motivated if um, their three psychological needs are fulfilled. Uh, these three basic psychological needs are belonging, autonomy, and sense of competence. If these three needs are fulfilled, then 
uh, intrinsic motivation naturally comes up and the person is then able to really function in a high level mm, and I think this is something that all working students um, have to kind of um, taking into account that if you are too stressed if your basic psychological needs are not fulfilled then you are not um, going to um, mm, you will not function in a level high enough for you to do everything um, so what I've done is that uh, during this semester I have not focused actually that much on my studies uh, because I just felt like the seasons changed and uh, and days got shorter and and um, because of our kind of worldly situation that we're in I have a lot of extra tasks at my job mm, so I made a conscious decision kind of just to pass everything this semester but not to not to ace anything I don't really care um, about my grades this semester I'm sorry all of the lecturers who are who are listening to me um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in some effort again next semester but yeah this semester I'm gonna pass everything and I'm gonna um, get good enough grades but I'm not at the moment, I'm not really focused on studying because because I'm kind of uh, um, I decided to uh, not to push myself too much because I do not want to burn out. And uh, um, sometimes the most productive thing to do is to chill out. Yes, and I think that you said something very important, which is to take into account our new circumstances. Mm. We are living in a very different and difficult times so I think it's important uh, to not try to put too much uh, pressure on yourself and definitely. just try to do the best uh, the best you can with what you got definitely definitely yeah and uh, and uh, yeah I think it's also impor important to kind of support one another I, I just remembered like a funny story um, that uh, one of my group mates um, told me about her uh, one of her lecturers in her university and the lecturer told her that um, she shouldn't work that studying is her main mm, main job and um, uh, I just can't agree with that um, just because it's like because of all of the reasons we've brought up thus far like for example the financial reason and well basically yeah that's it like I could understand if we could all move in to that lecturer's home um, then I would completely like 100% be willing to completely focus on my my studies but until I have to kind of manage my own time and money um, I think working is um, is necessary yes it's just not uh, it's just not reasonable to say that to a student because True. obviously as students if we could we would obviously rather not work and just focus on our studies of course. but i think it's uh, it it can be difficult for older generations that come from a time where things are were less expensive and mm. rent was uh, less expensive to understand that nowadays things are different so obviously we cannot act like uh, like we're in the past like our the of circumstances course. have changed and uh, mm. and we need to to adapt uh, to survive in today's world. So we would like to introduce Lina Valimai. She's currently working at the Career and Counseling Center here at Tallinn University. First of all, I would like to thank you, Lina, for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. So first of all, we would like to 
ask you a few questions about you and your background. So could you please tell us uh, a little bit about yourself? Yes, of course. I got my bachelor degree from Tallinn University. I studied psychology. And then after I did my master's uh, in Tartu University. And after graduating, I started working at school as a psychologist. And uh, why did you uh, decide to study psychology? Yeah, it came naturally to me because uh, I like topics as philosophy, psychology at high school. I also uh, was thinking actually to be interior designer since I always have been fond of art and I applied also to uh, Estonian Art uh, Academy. Academy, yes, Estonian Art Academy also at the same time when I applied here. Somehow, yeah, it, it was more natural. I had this good contact with uh, professors who were interviewing me and my friends and family told me that, oh, it's, it's so... Yeah, they saw maybe more that I'm suitable to be a psychologist. <laughs> and yeah, my parents were happy about that as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, since uh, we're uh, talking about uh, working while studying, uh, the next question I've got for you is, did you have to work while you were studying psychology? Well, actually, I did not have to work, uh, but I wanted to work. I had uh, some summer jobs and then <coughs> I worked at lottery company. I was administrator there. Uh, and um, there were free spot vacancy and since I was familiar with the work so they offered me the job and I stayed there and uh, since it was really flexible job that they offered me to be a um, customer service operator so I could um, arrange also my studies and my work so yeah this is something that we also previously talked about that it's uh, when you're a working student I think well we think that it's important that you well the time management and everything it's like kind of detrimental um, and if you get to um, be flexible with your work and job then it's I, I guess it supports you a lot during your studies cool um, but um, so about career and counseling center at Tallinn University our main purpose is to support students during their studies. At our center we have a career counselor, psychologist and also disability advisor. So in different kind of questions that students may have, we try to help them, whether it's time management or maybe um, anxiety or stress or writing thesis or or some are more sensible to yeah well. so it's like a counseling center uh, but can you also um, give uh, I don't know like tips or information to students where to apply for jobs or or is it more like a personal counseling not that much job related it's it's personal counseling and also me as a career counselor I um, say mediate job offers also that come to our university for example there are some companies or organizations that send their 
traineeship offers or job offers to the university. So I share them in our Facebook and in career list. And also last year we had traineeship fair where we invited uh, different companies and yeah, they could introduce themselves and tell students what they have to offer. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I also, let, let me think um, about career and counseling center. As I said, they're like private counseling sessions. And also we offer like uh, workshops and seminars and things like that as well. Cool. Uh, how often? When was the last? Every every semester we tend to do them. This semester it has been more complicated. Yeah. I think there will be like online um, seminars. Cool. And uh, how many students on uh, average do you work with uh, throughout the year? Well, I try to count them. It's about, I think like um 600 students uh, yeah the counseling sessions they are in nature like short term but there are with some students we meet more than once for example it's more uh, um, psychologists meet more often than once with a student and also plus uh, if we have like bigger events or some uh, fairs or open doors or at university or seminars there are also students we contact yeah and we and we share information in um, our web page the Korean Counseling Center and also in Facebook like some articles or written materials that students can use maybe somebody reads those as well so but are there enough specialists to work with everyone who's requesting it? Um, yes and no. <laughs> I think you can reach uh, our specialist uh, if you're interested, if you're seeking for uh, advice or help. Uh, but with psychologists, we have two psychologists working at the moment and sometimes you have to wait like for a month to get counseling free uh, counseling time in that sense it shows that there's like bigger need but it's it's i think it's like bigger problem or question in general but if it's like really urgent you can come to our center if there's something like happened and you don't know what to do or where to ask for help then then you actually can come to our center or um, this time of period you can call or write we will arrange something because all the specialists working at our career center have psychology background so and we can like mm, advise where you can search for help or we can write or give you some some information so this this is possible also yeah what other services does the career and counseling center offer well as i mentioned we have psychologists working there and we have disability advisor for students who need some adjustments in their studies or courses and um, all right um, how can students schedule an appointment they can book an appointment online we have google calendar also you can write an email to a specialist directly or call as well 
All right. Uh, but thank you very much for coming, Lina. Um, um, we got a lot of uh, helpful information from you. And uh, we will definitely put uh, links to everything into the description of the podcast. So thank you again for coming. Thank you very much. And now we will proceed with our second guest for today. Her name is Kristina Pibiste, and she works for Study in Estonia, a platform that helps those interested in studying here in Estonia. But we'll let uh, Kristina explain a little better about how they work and their purpose. So before starting, I would like to thank you, Kristina, for taking the time to come here to Tallinn University and to talk to us about Study in Estonia. Thank you for having me. Before we talk about uh, study in Estonia, could you please tell us a little bit about your own background? Um, what uh, what did you study? Yeah, I studied um, my bachelor's degree I did in Tallinn University uh, in English language and culture. And then I had a bit of a break where I was just working. And then I went to do my MBA at Tallinn University of Technology where I did business administration. Cool. Um, why did you choose those things? I think when I graduated secondary school, I had always really liked uh, the language, the English culture, Western movies, all of that. So it seemed like a really easy and logical choice for me at the time. And then I just uh, got into working and that sort of uh, uh, influenced what I chose to study for my MBA. So it had a lot to do with what I needed to do at work. All right, understandable. Cool. Um, as our today's topic is working while studying, so I would like to ask you, did you also have to work while you were studying? Yes. Um, not sure if I had to in that sense, uh, because I was living with my parents when I graduated secondary school, but I did choose to work. So as many young students, I started in customer service, uh, worked in retail, worked in financial sector, and then sort of grew from there into the education sector where I am today. So you mentioned that you graduated to uh, working in education, but how exactly did you end up working in study in Estonia? I have actually been in the education sector for the last eight years already. And previously I worked for Tallinn University of Technology. Uh, I was there for five years and I really liked the education sector and it really got me uh, hooked. But then I did feel I needed a bit of a change. And then I took some time off and and happened across the position for the study in Estonia job where I am today. And it seemed to incorporate perfectly for me my love for the education sector, my experiences so far in marketing, but also my love for the English language, for traveling, for the culture. So it seemed like a perfect uh, perfect opportunity for me. So I applied and, and now three years uh, later, here I am. Cool. Um, if I'm honest, I do not know a lot about studying Estonia. Um, I honestly don't. Um, so could you maybe tell me a little bit about that? For example, um, when and why was studying Estonia founded? Study in Estonia is in essence a marketing platform for Estonian higher education. So when it was created, and that was a bit more than 10 years ago, Estonian universities really weren't that international yet, but it was seen as um, a great uh, focus for the next years. And so to support our universities and to support the education sector, study in Estonia was formed. So we would have this joint uh, platform or, or a banner from which to 
go and actually talk about Estonia as a possible study destination for university students. And so far, yeah, I think um, what shows the work that we've done is the fact that in the last 10 years, the number of international students studying in Estonia has grown five times. So our universities have made a really big effort and we try to support them in, uh, in all of that. Cool. I actually visited the site yesterday or the day before yesterday and uh, yeah, I have to give you props because it really looks professional and, uh, and I was even, I was proud to be an Estonian when I, when, when I went to the site because it really, um, it was really appealing, I think. Thank you. That, that's a good sign for us. <laughs> so you would say that the main purpose of study in Estonia is basically to market Estonian universities to, to foreigners to come uh, and study here? Yes, that is one of our very, very big goals. Um, I think today we are at a place where uh, 12% of our student body is international. So our goal for the year 2020 was actually 10%. So we've done a pretty good job at that. And I think this also allows us to focus on a second uh, goal of ours, which is also important, which is not just talent recruitment, but also talent retention. So to make sure that the international students that do come to Estonia, that they would be able to stay here and make a career here and contribute here if they so want to. So we do try to work to enable that as well. Perfect. Um, can you give an example maybe or how do you help to do that? Yeah. Well, we have developed over the years several collaboration projects. Uh, for example, with other organizations, uh, with Work in Estonia, with the universities themselves. We have held recruitment events where we bring together international students and Estonian companies that are looking to hire internationally. We sort of help them get in touch so that the students would be able to make that first contact, possibly already apply for a job. So we've had these types of events for several years now. We've tried different formats. And we've had quite a lot of students that have found a job through that. So that's that's one of the main ways that we try to facilitate that with the students that are already here. Cool. Yeah, we, uh, we had a question about this. Uh, like we, one of the questions was that is study in Estonia and work in Estonia related? And they mm. are, yeah, they work together. They are, yeah, we do work closely together. Obviously, we are uh, both sort of government initiatives, but we're run by different organizations. And I think what's what's similar for us is that obviously our focus is international students. Their focus is international talent to or international sp uh, specialists to join the workforce. And there is an overlap there because among those international students that come here, there's already so much talent that our companies could use. All right. And is it possible that through your cooperation, um, that foreign students who come to Estonia, that they can maybe find a job during their studies? Is that also possible? That is not, let's say, our main objective. So we can't um, help them find jobs directly, but we can help them make connections. And that's what we try to do with work in Estonia, to sort of give them the opportunities to um, make these connections to the companies and to apply, or maybe to grow uh, in how they present themselves. So we've done webinars and how to write your CV or motivation letter, um, webinars about what Estonian companies are looking for when they hire. So we try to support them in that way. But obviously for a student, finding a job at the end of the day is up to them. So 
What we recommend always is checking the Work in Estonia website, which does list a lot of positions available for internationals. And and yeah, from there it's up to them. Can I bring any examples of the companies that maybe you you cooperate with? Like, Yeah, um, well, Estonia startups are the most traditional that are always looking to hire internationally. We've had um, ABB, Starship, uh, Verif, for example, that we've had in our recruitment events. So it uh, varies uh, and differs. It's different companies at different times. But usually startup companies are a sure bet that we're looking to hire for international students. Um, we see that on study in Estonia website, you can find a lot of practical information, such as information about living costs, the healthcare system, residence permit, and other useful information. Uh, can those interested in moving to Estonia contact you directly if they have any questions? Of course, um, our website is there exactly for that reason to provide all the general information that. Uh, a person might need if they're still looking to get acquainted with what the Estonia is or what we have to offer. Um, obviously, if, if it comes to more specific questions about programs or anything like that, we direct the students to the universities, but they can always turn to us with their questions. We have a general info email, info at studyinestonia.ee, which is available to write to, but we also have uh, student ambassadors. So students from different Estonian universities that are willing to share their Estonian experience, whether it's about just living here or studying here or even if about working because they work as well. So they also have their own email address, which uh, which everyone can write to. It's studentambassadors at studyinestonia.ee. And we, we look forward to helping uh, everyone that reaches out to us. Cool. Uh we are going to definitely add also the information into um, the bio of our podcast today. During the application process, are possible job prospects also discussed with the applicants? Yes, they usually are. Uh, I don't think I've had any case where I've talked to a potential student where they haven't asked about uh, job opportunities, which I think is really good and it shows that the students are thinking already about their future. And we always tell them um, th about the possibilities that we have here. The fact that international students do not need an additional permit to work while they study. And also their working hours are not limited currently either, which is not the same in a lot of other countries. So I think that's a very big value for the students so they can regulate their own uh, sort of workload. Yeah, but obviously, yeah, the only thing that they would need to follow is that they need to study full time. So it's really up to the students themselves. And we also highlight, honestly, the fact that uh, you do not need to speak Estonian if you come and study here. Uh, but obviously, it's always a plus when you're looking for a job, because if you are an IT or engineering student, yes, you will most likely be picked up by one of our international startups. If you're in another field and you don't speak Estonian language, that might be a slight barrier. So we always try to emphasize that to students as well to, to keep in mind. Um, is there anything else maybe you wanna, want to add here, Christina? Uh, I think, yeah, we covered the main things, but uh, obviously, yes, uh, Check our website if studying here is something that's of interest to you. And obviously, Work in Estonia has all different job applications so or job postings. So, um, yeah, we are, we're here for potential students to reach out to us. Thank you very much, Kristina, for such an interesting conversation. And uh, if you people listening want to look for more information about study in Estonia, you can check out our website, studyinestonia.ee.
Thank you. So thanks everyone for listening. That's it from us today. I hope you um, heard something that you can use. All of the information we talked about is listed in the description of the podcast. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.